Welcome back to Dating, What Went Wrong? I am your host, Rob Scow, the expert at failed relationships. This is a continuation of the previous episode where we chatted with Derek and Alon about the friend zone, or more specifically, about Derek being put in the friend zone. Last time, we talked about why that happened, but this time, what I'm most curious about is if it's truly possible to maintain a healthy friendship in a friend zone situation. But first, how did the actual friend zone even happen? Oh, I remember that day like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh, what a day it was. I'm going to find it in my text messages. <laughs> so I was actually out with another lady from volleyball that I, I really like. Was it a date? Now I don't know if anything's ever a date. <laughs> it's hard to tell. But we were out in a one-on-one outing. And I'm thinking about my date with Alon. Like, wow, that was such a good date. Like, we had a really good time. And... And since the last time I asked her out, she was quick to say yes to a quick turnaround. I had this thought like, you know what? Maybe she's free tonight. That would be fun to see her again. So it's already been a day. And I'm thinking, um, or it's been two nights, two days. I'm sorry. It's been two days. So I'm thinking like the last time we hung out was two days after the first date. Maybe she's down to do it again. This is the Sunday now. So I texted her and I said, hey, would you be free to get together tonight? Love to see you. Something like that. And Alon, your response? <laughs> well, I'll read it. Sure. <laughs> Why paraphrase? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So basically, Derek just you know asking me out for a third a third hangout. <laughs> you almost see that? <laughs> you almost, almost slipped. I almost, <laughs> almost slipped. <laughs> I said totally down for hanging out. I always have a great time with you, but if it's a date, that won't work for me. Sorry, just not what I'm looking for. Would rather be upfront than waste your time. Smiley face. And what did I reply? Should I read it? You can read this. Yeah. Was it a winky face or smiley face? Smiley face. Do you use winky face? I would, but not for that. Hmm. I said, "Ah, that's pretty devastating. I mean, I totally appreciate you being forthright, but man, I thought we clicked. Is it just an attraction thing? Question mark. I know every girl's heard that one before, but I did it. <laughs> uh, something I said. Pretty bummed, to be honest, because I didn't pick that up at all. And and I then I ended up saying, yeah, I'd still be down to hang out, though, if you're open to it. So I was bummed. I acknowledged that. But I was also like, OK, thank you for sh- like being honest about it. But I still would like to hang out. So Which is something I'm eternally grateful for, because a lot of times when you send something like that to somebody, you know, you're letting them down and they almost I guess a retribution type of thing they want to take away from you even the opportunity to hang out and have fun you know it's like so I was really glad when he still wanted to hang out because I could still keep at least this guy who's awesome and I could still keep him in my life so I was thank you very much so I anyway I ended it I so I went back to hang out with this other girl I was hanging out with. I couldn't even focus I was, I was totally <laughs> thrown for a loop and I was it was it was a complicated afternoon for me I was really confused pause, just for a second like why were you texting her while you're out with someone else I didn't know you were out <laughs> well no you know now you remember I was with you know yeah I know beep beep it yeah. does, it's like why then you shouldn't have responded until the no because it, you gotta understand the hangout was done you gotta understand I thought it was a lock, Rob. One, because I called my best friend and said, hey, what do you think? (laughs) No, you're a go. Don't even sweat it. You're good. (laughs) So I had no doubt she was going to either say, yes, I can hang out, but not tonight, maybe, but maybe tomorrow. Like, I didn't think she was going to... I wasn't expecting that. And I was with someone else, and I thought, okay, you know, like, 
I'm not even focused on what I'm doing with this person. I'd rather go hang out with the person I'm thinking about. And I just wanted to lock it down, right? Even if it was a few days from now. So sure, I wasn't expecting that. So I had to deal with the consequences of that, which <laughs> was complicated because I didn't, I wasn't fully engaged for the rest of that hangout. You know, I, I had a kind of a, a similar situation once where I was, um, I had gone on a, a couple dates with someone and it was, things were going really well and I was really excited about it. And I had a date with someone else because this particular person was unavailable that night. And while I'm on the date, she texts me saying, hey, what are you doing tonight? I ended up being available after all. And I felt horrible noticing the text while I was on this date with this girl. And and this this woman, like she was so incredibly gorgeous, like just amazing. And things were going like, they seemed like they were going well. But I looked at the text (laughs) and it messed me up. And I always wonder... If, if I had just not looked at the text, if I just stayed focused on the person that I was out with, mm-hmm. if, if things may have been any different. But in the end, yeah, in the end, um, you know, I, I think I was not really paying attention to the date that I was currently on. Definitely messed that up. And I've, I think it was one or two dates later, the other one decided to call it quits. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, it didn't, it didn't work either way. But what I learned was that my phone cannot, you know, be active while I'm out with someone. <laughs> I can't look, even if well, someone texts. Typically, yeah, like if I wasn't fully invested in the date I was on, I wouldn't have thought about, I would have been invested in her and not thinking about Elon, but I was thinking about Elon clearly, so I was not as invested and I was expecting different results. Either way, that's how it happened. So I had to process all this. I ended up calling my peeps, you know, you got your peeps. I called up my peeps and I had to let them know what's going on. But I said, hey, Elon still wants to hang out. We're gonna hang out tonight. That's a very short turnaround from processing these feelings to like going to hang out with this person who I was really thinking I was into and was also into me. Wait, how, how, what was the, the delay between two yeah. hours later? I went and saw her. Really? Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you think that's a little, well, soon? don't you want to hear how the story goes? I mean, yeah, but is it a little but first soon? off, isn't that a little soon? You want to know why? Yeah, it was that day. Do you want to hear my... I know. I know exactly when it was. <laughs> I remember all these things. You, no one forgets the friend zoning. Well, okay? I just want to hear from, from there both. Was, I remember of, Kennedy of being opinions. shot. I remember 9-11. I remember being friend zoned by Elon. <laughs> these are the things that stick in your mind. How old are you? Oh. <laughs> Kennedy being shot? There's a lot of things you don't know about me, Rob. <laughs> I work out every day. I take care of my body. It's hard to tell how old I am. So back to the story. Uh, If you're asking me why did I want to see Elon so quickly after, in my mind, this is how I thought. I really liked her as a person. And I know how she must be thinking. She's like, I just rejected this guy. I friend zoned him. She doesn't know. Her likely thought is that I'm not going to take this well and I'm probably going to like bail out of this whole thing and I'm gonna be upset i sure i said sure i'm cool with it but like how many people really are when they say it so in my mind i'm like i'm going to show her i am that guy i'm that guy who can like handle this shit and be cool and show you a really good time and maybe even like make you doubt what you thought you thought about me so you're hoping to change your mind i don't know if i thought i i don't think i I don't necessarily saving face I don't think I was hope- necessarily think I was change her mind outright, but I think I thought I could present doubt in her mind <laughs> for sure. Well, because yeah, okay. yeah because I, I knew we had chemistry and I didn't know why she wasn't interested. And I thought, okay, if it's something physical that I can't change, like I'm a bald man, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> 
Maybe Alon is like, I like haired you men. Closer, you don't have to get closer for that. <laughs> you lean in because you want bald to be bold. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, don't. You're already okay. loud enough. Look at the face. Okay. I'm a bald man, by the way. And I don't know what Alon's taste. She might think, you know, I would like haired men. I like I men. Well, we. I don't know this at that point. And if that's the case, I'm fine with that because that's not something I can change, right? Like if you, you know, what you might have a preference, whatever it is, and I'm, I just didn't fit that. But if it was something I said or did that was dumb, maybe if I see you again and we have a really good time, you're like, Derek did say that really dumb thing. But you know what? He said a lot of other really smart things too. So I can overlook that one thing. I don't know what it was. So I thought I had a chance to sort of redeem myself if I go out with you. And now the pressure's off because you've already told me this thing. So I don't know. I just felt this weird like clutch moment, you know? It's like... I'm not saying I'm a Kobe Bryant, but I'm saying it's like end of the game. I got one shot. I'm going to go for it. And if I miss, I miss. You've already rejected me. But if I make it, you know what I mean? We're going to OT. So let me uh, jump in here for a really quick second. So jump. I like, in, your, I like your pun. Thank you. In, in all the times that you've either experienced friend zoning yourself or done friend zoning, has it ever been a simple fix where like if I can just hang out for one more day. And I think that she's shaking her head. You can't see it on the yeah, podcast, but no. you're shaking your head. And so this is where I kind of, you know, I have to kind of call bullshit on this idea. Well, that it's not, it's not bullshit. I'm telling you how I thought I wasn't thinking I was going to waltz in there and, and she was going to come away going, you know, what, big, but big daddy. Like, I, I think I was wrong. I think I like, you No, I thought I was going to go in and basically like show her, like I'm a really stand up dude. And you don't you don't have sexual attraction to me, but like, you know, whatever you, whatever it was that turned you off, like there's more to me than that, basically. Like I, you know, I thought I felt like we our chemistry was too strong for it to be something really really petty. You know what I mean? I felt like there was way too much of a connection. You know, when you have a connection with someone, I didn't know if it was a romantic connection or not, but we had something, and I, I wanted to go in because you know if you think about it, like if I were to go home that day. And like dwell on the fact that you just rejected me and then dwell on it for days on end. I'm going to beat myself up like crazy. But if I can go in there and, and, and redeem myself and basically show you like, hey, I, I had a good time and maybe learn something about what I did. Maybe I can get you, I can, you know, get you to like maybe acknowledge whatever it was that turned you off. Then I can go home and like process it a little better. That's how I felt. You're talking about closure. Yeah, so I was you, looking for in closure a sense, in you, a sense. You went out to hang out for trivia night as a form of closure. Mm, well, I mean, when we hung out, you were pumping me for information, trying to find out why. Well, well, here's the thing. Let me tell the story. This is how it went down in my mind. I had an intention. My intention was one thing, to show Alon a good time. Like, I really was thinking that. I was like, I want to go out, and I want her to know, like, oh, this guy just got dumped or rejected, but he's still... Totally being a good time. Like, he's fun. It's not, there's no residual, like, weirdness over that. And, like, um, you know, hey, maybe we can have a friendship. So I went in with it. My goal was show her a good time. If we get comfortable enough where we can talk about it, then I will. But it wasn't my main goal. And if we didn't talk about that. You may not remember, but I do because I purposely avoided all talk about that. Te- we didn't talk about it for the about whole. About the text? About the whole friend zoning at all. No, that's not true at all. Not in any deep way. Well, so you had asked me via text message why. You yeah. know, like you wanted like sure. some reasons, you know. And then in person you asked me again. Not not for the first hour and a half to two hours, for sure. 
I remember. The whole car ride there, the whole time we were having drinks, I we just talked about other stuff. I never brought it up because I didn't want her to think that that's why I went out with her. And I remember that specifically because I remember my, my game plan and I adhered to it. Mm, and that's, I remember it differently. But, certainly. Yeah. This is why we have you know, <laughs> two sides to the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so my game plan was show Alana a good time, let her get her guard down, trust me basically to know that I'm not a f- guy who's going to like freak out or like make her uncomfortable and then maybe broach that subject. But if I went in, you know, guns ablazing, like, what did I do? She's going to be like, oh, this sad, pathetic guy. Like, I got to answer all those questions. And don't you think you would have been turned off if I had started out like that? Oh, absolutely. Well, that's, but you weren't turned off that night from what I remember about me doing that. Well, turned off implies sexual. No, no, I mean like, (laughs) no, I mean put off. Yeah, It would have been off-putting for me to come out. Um, yeah, but that is how I remember you handling it. Then, I remember you then if, asking me. And if you, so, why not being why not being put off? Do you remember being put off? Well, more that I just um, I've been in that situation, you know. So like I've been on the other side of it. I've been sure. where you know somebody's rejected me, and then I've I've had it. Like I've been rejected so many times that now I want. I want an answer, <laughs> like, and I'm mad, and I want an answer. I don't feel like you were mad. Yeah, yeah. But I, I you know, w- my pre- previous experience with being rejected. So I have, like, in a way, thrown myself at a, a guy before where I was just like, why? Just tell me why, you know, because I constantly totally. rejected over well, and over I, I and do. Over. So this is how I remember it. And so from my memory, I remember waiting a good deal into our date before I even broached the subject of what happened on the text. And I remember thinking like, oh, this is great because we are having a good time. I remember laughing a lot and it being really casual and thinking like, oh, this is going really well. Like this is going super well. Oh, so I don't even know if I told you, but I asked Alon to come to the bar with me uh, to go play trivia, bar trivia. I knew a place that played it on that particular night. So the trivia was starting, and I didn't know if Ilana was even into trivia or not, but she said, yeah, let's do it. That sounds fun. So we, we needed to pick a trivia name. And I guess because I had just seen the Top Gun trailer, there's a new Top Gun movie coming out, and I'd seen the trailer, it just instantly popped into my head, we gotta go with Highway to the Friend Zone. <laughs> and a lot loved it. And that to me, in my mind, from my memory of the story, was the first time I even brought up the Friend Zone or like what had happened. And she laughed at it, and like we both had a good laugh, and we both thought it was the perfect title. So I was like, okay, this is great. Like we can both like, she can, accept it and think it's funny and I'm cool with it so we titled ourselves Highway to the Friend Zone that could have totally gone the other way was that a Tom Cruise impression? no like I wouldn't laugh no that you would have been offended oh god no 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 no. but I guess but that was see this is my point this is why I said I was testing her like I said in my own mind to see how comfortable she was with this whole thing you know what I mean so that that was sort of a test too and she was like this is funny cool she's not worried about that also So we ended up, so we, at this point, and from my memory, I don't, I still don't remember talking about this. I could be wrong, but I remember it still being light and like very fun at this point. Like it, it, nothing heavy had been talked about. We ended up getting all the questions right in the first round. And both of us were surprised by it because I think it was just a hard round and we weren't certain we got any of them right. And right off the bat. Highway to the friend zone in the lead with 10 points. And we're like, and the Woo! whole bar laughs. The bar's cracking up because they hear our team name, obviously. And they're like, that's hilarious. And when you look around the bar, the only two people who are sitting, just the two people, is <laughs> just us. So, like, everybody knew we were highway to the friend zone. <laughs> and so the host by the end had already found out. He had to come over and quiz us. Although you guys have this name, what is your situation? I literally told him that we went on two dates. 
And I asked her out tonight and she friend zoned me today. And he's like, so why are you guys here? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I'm still down to hang out. I'm like, so am I. So we went out tonight and we decided to call our name after our experience. And he's like, okay, that's crazy. I've never heard of two people like <laughs> becoming friend zoned and like going on a trivia. And he's like, well, you clearly have chemistry because you guys are kick, kicking ass at trivia. You guys are in the first, you're in first place. So at the end of the night, we ended up winning the damn thing. And he announces our team as the winner. And he goes, and the winner is Highway to the Friend Zone. And he literally goes, if that does, if winning trivia doesn't get you out of the friend zone and get you laid, then I don't know what will. <laughs> so you were hoping that 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 gave you a little. It was a confidence booster for you that maybe this could change. You keep fixating on the whole "this can change" thing. It wasn't my goal to change her mind per se. My goal was to basically like maintain whatever connection we had by showing her a good time, having fun. And I thought I accomplished that. I wanted her to think like, oh yeah, whatever she doubts she had about me as a person, whether romantic or not, like we still have something cool that we can work with here. And I felt like our chemistry with the trivia and winning it and us having a good time, like literally two hours after she friends on me and her not being a big issue and not being awkward was a positive sign that like we have compatibility as friends. Okay. Now let's hear your side of that same story. <laughs> Oh, this will take two seconds. <laughs> um, so I send the text message, uh, initiating uh, friend zone protocol one. And, um, you know, his reply back, you know, like, it doesn't feel good to hurt somebody, you know. Sure. And so, like, you know, you know, here's Derek's reply. Clearly he feels rejected and that doesn't, you know, that sucks. I, I, I feel for the person. Um so, you know, I was really worried at that point that I would also lose this awesome guy. And um, so I was just really grateful when he says, you know, let's let's hang out still. And I was like, oh, thank you. know, Thank God, because um, that would blow <laughs> if I couldn't hang out with Derek again. Um, so uh, so he you know mentions trivia. I love trivia. And he didn't know that. And so, um, you know, we go out and when we're there. And, you know, it's a little awkward because, you know, like, I don't, is he going to be sad? Is he going right. to be angry? Is he, you know, what level of upset or not upset, you know, or is he just going to have a fun time? And we had a great time. And so it was just great to see, like, he's in a good mood and he's able to, you know, just kind of joke about it, too. So when, you know, it's time to pick the team name and he says hi to the friend zone, it was like a, a huge relief. Like, okay, he can laugh as well as, you know, like, just you know, get on. And so, um, and, and was that the first time that he brought up your situation? Cause that was in Derek's story. Um, I, it probably was maybe see, I have, I, the timeline to me was that we definitely talked about, you know, you were pumping me for information as to why I had yeah, said we this. We might've talked about that before. Like whatever we talked about, it, it never got real heavy. It was basically me saying, Alon, is there something I did that yeah. you can tell me? And she's like, no, there's nothing. I know you're going to beat yourself up. And she said what she said earlier, which was, I've been in your position. I know what you're trying to get, but you're not going to get that out of me. Yeah. And I think it, I pretty much didn't pursue it more after that. Yeah. No, you like, dropped it. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so we just ended up having a great time and like really, um, 
you know, we'd already knew that we hit it off as friends, and it was fun to see that when we play trivia, like, what I don't know he knows, and what he doesn't know I know, and so, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to play together. Uh, playing against each other, I tend to win, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's better that's, to play together. That's Alon's tally for one day of trivia. <laughs> Let's go over all the days. All the days, Alon. <laughs> so, so in general, when we play against each other, Derek will win. I occasionally win. Um, but no, it is no, more no. fun it's, to play on the same team. We're very equal. We're very equal. We're like almost as equal as you can get in terms of our knowledge. <laughs> so um, so for me, it was a relief um, that he can joke and, and let it go and we can move let on and go. be buddies. So, Derek, you had mentioned that you, like, weren't interested in a in a relationship. Now, is this something that you knew after the second date? Or is wait, this something that... With Alon? Yeah. Or is this something that you knew after the time you've spent together since then? Definitely after the time I've spent together since then. So, after the second date, or even into the, the third outing with Trivia, mm-hmm. you at that point would have been interested in a relationship. Well, to be honest, the sec- after the second outing... I definitely thought she was someone I was still pursuing to date. Mm-hmm. After the third outing, after we won trivia, we decided we like stayed at the bar and we drank a lot and we talked a lot in a very casual way about our. So you know, once you've been friend zone, you don't you're you have a different mindset. You're mm-hmm. not trying to like necessarily like show a certain side of yourself. You're like, well, I got nothing to lose. I've already I've already missed, you know. So, like, there were things where, like, Alon, like, we ordered food, and Alon wanted silverware, and, like, they didn't bring it to us, and Alon was going to go up to get it, and I said, oh, no, let me get it, and I said, wait, never mind, actually, if we're not, if we were dating, I would got, I would have got that silverware for you, but go ahead, go ahead and get it, you know, so I was making jokes like that the whole night, like, things that I would normally do, and I would, like, call it out, be like, you know, when I was taking her home, and I was like, you know. Open your own door. I was, no, I was like, actually, I was like, Elon, you probably should call your Uber because I think we're heading out soon, even though I was the one who drove her there. And I was like, you know, if, if we had been on a date, I'd probably take you home. But so anyway, we got to the point where we were really laughing about it. And like, I was just being kind of just tongue in cheek about the whole thing. And once we did that, Elon opened her door a little bit more and like kind of talked about her perspective on things and about dating and what she wants in a man and this and that. And after that conversation, I was like, uh, we probably would not have been that good. But it was, it took us being in the friend zone to sort of like be very, very real and honest about Which it. Which I think is important because there for was sure. zero pressure. And so yeah, for, exactly. for a moment there, we weren't like pressured to make something work. It was, we could be ourselves. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. I still threw out the FWB proposition, you know, that was there. Denied. Denied. <laughs> Denied. That's, as of the recording, the podcast still denied. We will update you when this is released to let you know the status so, of that proposition. Que- questions over that. Um, would there ever be a situation where the friends with benefits could have worked? Or is could that- have? You're saying past tense? Well, uh, no, because it never, it never would work for me. So this is in regardless. General or, yeah, in okay. general. So Derek, that's not a Derek anybody, thing. Yeah, it's, I can't do that. So you're, 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 when it comes to the physical relationship, it's, you do that in the context of a relationship. Yeah, it's too emotional. So it has, for me, the only way it just works in a relationship, outside a relationship, it just doesn't work for me. So is this a reason why it's very important that when you're dating a guy, his emotional side is very much in tune 
because this is something that's very important to you? Um, I don't think I looked at it that deeply. Okay. Um, so I, I think more just, you know, um, I guess just from like a mental health standpoint, you know, I feel like I put the effort in. I don't want to be around somebody who's not also putting the effort in or mm-hmm. is not in a place that is good. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And then, um, so the, the, the joking nature that you guys had where you guys were talking about, you know, you know, when he was saying things like, like, oh, well, I would have normally done that if we were in a relationship. You seem like you're smiling right now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I take it that you saw these things as being fun and funny and, Absolutely. and wonderful, but they could have gone the other way, right? Or do you... um, I'm not a super sensitive person. Okay. So in, in the context of you, this this worked. Absolutely. I was yeah. reading the room. I mean, that's why I knew we were cool because like I knew I could do that. Like I, I got a sense of her enough. Like that was only our third time hanging out. But like mm-hmm. I felt a really good rapport at that point. Almost strangely enough, we can easily say this now. It, it took this load off that night, that whole friend zoning. So we were able to just sort of be real. And like that was... That was what made it even a stronger friendship, I think, because yeah. we were able to just talk however, you know, and I, w- I would tell her stories. I'm like, so this is a story. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have got this if this was third day. Never known. Yeah, this is a story you wouldn't have got until maybe six months in, but this, it's coming out now. The gloves come off. The gl- yeah, I mean, it was just, I, you know, I had nothing to lose at that point. So I was doubling down on the realness. I'm like, you want to talk. You want to talk crazy. Let's go. So no, no, but we had, yeah, so we had a really good rapport on that third day. And I think both of us were like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, we got a cool thing now. And my plan worked because my plan in my mind was I need to see her. I need to know where I stand. I need to get the closure. I need to, like, process this. And I'm not a guy who's, as with my emotional stuff, I'm like an all or nothing person. I'm like, I don't want to sit on something and feel ambiguity. I want to know. And if that means I got to go no right now and it's going to suck, I'd rather it suck right now than be dragged out over time. So that day was like, let's go, let's see what we got. And we went in and it worked out well. And I went home feeling good. I was like, yeah, I didn't get her romantically, but I learned a lot more about her. So I don't feel as bad about what I lost and I feel better about what I gained. So it helped. That's really nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. All right. So let's let's dive into a few other questions. Um, Have you told this story to any of your other friends and do they have different interpretations? Um, I've retold the Highway to the Friend Zone trivia title to several friends, and everybody loved it. <laughs> My mother, even. Um, so everybody loved it, and they appreciate Derek's humor. And um, and so, you know, I, I feel like it ends up being a happy ending. Um, um, but, um, sorry, what, your question being, do people interpret the whole situation differently? Yeah, I mean, any part of the story. Um... Well, I mean, they're only getting my side, so, you know, now they can hear his. Right. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I also I also find interesting is that um, our friends only hear one side of the story, and so they naturally will take, you know, our side mm-hmm. when they hear it. And so I, like, when Derek was telling me, like, his story, it's it's very easy to see how he was confused. Let's chat a little bit more about general friend zoning things. So the friend zone is kind of a a, a difficult situation because, um, you know, there's one side that feels this pressure of like, whatever I do, it could affect the person in a way that I'm not foreseeing. And the other side feels this pressure of maybe there's still an opportunity that 
I could get if I just show one more great, you know, side of my personality. So, um, so for me personally, uh, I there there was this this woman in college that um, she was a freshman when I was a senior, and she seemed like she was really interested in me. But I knew I was graduating. I knew I was leaving the area, and I just felt that there wasn't really there really wasn't going to be much there. And so I purposefully uh, didn't really, you know, give her as much attention as, as I knew that she needed because I was afraid every time that we interacted of like, you know, whatever I do, she's may, she may interpret it so much more than it really should yeah, be. You were pulling away. I was pulling away. And ultimately what I ended up doing is, is um, ignoring her friendship entirely because I was so worried about how she would interpret it. And I kind of wonder, you know, how things would have been differently. Did I make the right call in doing that or did I lose out on a great opportunity because I pulled away? Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of what I wanted to chat with you guys about and see of like, you know, when you're in the situation, either with Derek or just more in general friend zoning things, um, how, how do you balance that feeling of knowing the other person may feel stronger than you do we're already friend zoned and Mm -hmm. now i have to worry that he's gonna mm, no because that's his problem not mine interesting i've been clear Mm -hmm. um i there's nothing more i can do so you don't feel there's any responsibility on your part to guard their feelings um okay so i will say that i wouldn't tell derek about somebody that i'm dating Mm. They don't need to know that. <laughs> Do you think that there will ever be a point in your friendship where you could say that? Uh, yeah, oh, there because now. yeah, Derek's told me about women that he's dated, and I mentioned. Well, that I'm allowed to, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you, yeah, you think by the terms of the friend zone? Maybe, maybe that is what <laughs> happens: terms. is you have to wait until he brings it up first. So, like, like, by the way, I'm dating someone, and then yeah, like it opens that floodgate. I did. The second you mentioned that you had met somebody and it was going well, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess you know if he's moved on and he's great, then I'm I can potentially mention something. So yeah, I have a date coming up on Thursday. So yeah. congratulations! Nah. Is it? It's not. Is it not? Is it one of those <laughs> well, online? Well, no. Dates? Like I said, it's not going to go anywhere. So there's no point. So <laughs> what, what what dress will you be wearing? Is what I want to know. A not that dress, because <laughs> this is first date. <laughs> is there a first date dress? <laughs> uh, there's like a standard outfit. You know, it's like I'm cute, but I'm not like trying. Ah, like a, a more of a coffee or cocktail. Sort it of thing? is more of a coffee, mm. and the second date is more of like a cocktail. And then what's I the third I, date outfit? Just naked. No clothes. No, <laughs> I said the same thing. No I'm clothes. Totally no. Kidding. Trivia. <laughs> I Trivia asked, appropriate. I think I asked Alon the other day. I was like, so now that we're friends, what circumstance can I like? Can we have together as friends where you can wear that dress again? <laughs> I couldn't figure out what it was. And neither can Alon. Can you do a cosplay of that first time that you had a date? Yeah. <laughs> do a reenactment. So Alon, you're asking Alon when she. What like how Her responsibility? Yeah, what responsibility does she have for my feelings, and how long before she can be as open as I am to her about whatever I'm going through? Well, I think it's it's all case by case, but I think it is about being like, if we want to have a friendship, obviously, we have to be honest, right? So I have to tell her like, this is what I feel. If I feel uncomfortable, I I feel it's my responsibility to tell her that. She doesn't know, and if the friendship's going to be a good one, there will be some point where I can tell her and be honest with myself and with her. Hey, Alon. I'm over that part of it. I'm good. It's all good. You can date, and I hope you do, and I hope you're cool enough to know that I can take listening to that. 
I think we've gotten to that point, but I think that it does take like both parties saying this is only going to work if we're honest with ourselves first and then with each other after. I think mm-hmm. we got there. That's good. All right. If, uh, if Derek, a future you could travel through time and is like, Derek, it's never going to happen with Alon. Like, like you guys could be friends, but mm-hmm. you'll never get anywhere beyond friendship. You'll never even get the dress back again. <laughs> Would that change your interest in wanting to hang out as friends? That's a very easy question to answer it would not change anything i would do it all the same because future derek would also know what present derek knows which is alan and i have a really good friendship and i'm not trying to get more out of it than that and that this is probably what we were destined to be always and if we had dated we may have eventually been friends but we'd had the whole awkward convoluted thing of like having had sex and done all these things and then yeah. Been in the same social circle and like it would have just taken a lot longer to maybe get to this point. But we've just eliminated all that. I agree. Good sex that we would have had. And we just <laughs> went straight to just being friends. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I know that was a joke, but I'm going to actually was it? stay with that just for a little second. <laughs> what a loss. So um, I have been friends with people that I had had sex with. And mm-hmm. one of the things that um, makes that friendship both easier and harder is is the sex because on the one side you don't have that that desire of like well I wonder what that would have been like oh, yeah. because you get that out of the way mm-hmm. and so like do you think that had you guys had slept together do you think that your relationship would be different or do you think it'd be better or worse it would be different for me it'd be different for me too for yeah. sure in a in a good way or bad way uh, I well I don't know Maybe the better question is, is have you had good friendships with people you've dated or, or slept with? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, several of my exes are still friends. Um, I will say that one, uh, one in particular I absolutely regret. Um, I had a best friend for many years. Guy. Best friend man. And, um, and then we, oh gosh, we'd probably been friends for like, I don't know how many years. Many, many years. And then um, he went through a divorce, and then I'd say about a few years after his divorce, I, um, you know, he made a move, a pass at me, and I was reciprocal. We end up, you know, making out, and then we end up dating. We end up in a sexual relationship, you know, and it, it just, it all imploded. <laughs> <laughs> and our friendship never went back to what it was. And I will always regret that because we were so close. Do you, is that your fear with Derek? Well, no, because we started off differently. Hmm. So we got the fact that we're attracted to each other and then, you know, um, that, the, that it's not going to work and that's all out of the way. Hmm. So, you know, so no, I don't, I don't, I think it's a different, whole different scheme. Okay. And now, um, this is still staying with you on these questions, but uh, if if Derek worked on the things that you were concerned about, if he had a plan in place, and if those changes were addressed, do you would that change the nature of your feelings? Um, if that stuff was happening when we went on the two hangouts. Um, so the, the the ship has sailed, is what you're saying? I think so, yeah. So if those things were in progress during the two hangouts, I think there'd be a better chance of some sort of romantic relationship occurring. Um, maybe it would have. But, um, 
you know, let's say, let's say he starts that today, um, there won't be a romantic relationship, but I think the friendship would be even better because I think, you know, Derek will be happier. So he's going to be, have a better life. Um, and then me as a friend who cares about him is going to be happier just knowing that my friend's doing well. Right. So, yeah. so you believe that there are sort of, um, like sort of windows of opportunity in dating. Yeah, but every situation is unique. But um, but yeah, I think at this point, uh, Derek and I know each other well enough that yeah, it's yeah, it wasn't it wasn't gonna work, right? And we know it, so and it's all good. I, yeah, I think in general you can't. I don't think you can say, oh, want these windows have closed and that you can't go back. I think you can do whatever the fuck you want. But like, I think when you're like somebody, I think Alana and I, for all our flaws in our relationship and stuff are pretty emotionally intelligent people and sure we can maybe even still have physical attraction but let's say I get all my shit together and Alon's like Derek's he's getting it going this is what I was missing back then I think both of us would even even let's say it got to the point where we had enough drinks and we're like at a point we're like oh maybe there's something I think either one of us is mature enough to say like is this really worth it like I'm doing better. You're happy for me. There's so many other people we can fuck. Like, we have a good friendship. Is it worth that? You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. Like, I wouldn't feel like I need to, like, satisfy that itch anymore. But I would think, like, this friendship is really good. Sex could only probably complicate it. So is it worth taking that chance? And, like, potentially, like, muddling up. I don't think it would fuck up the friendship, but it would make it different, you know? So I would probably say we would navigate away from that. So Alon, if Derek was only interested in dating or never speaking again, would you be okay with this? Well, absolutely not. Do you feel that it is reasonable for, ha- for him to have that kind of reaction? Oh, okay. So fair question. <clears throat> um, I feel that if I had been... Mm, really leading him on which maybe i did with the dress <laughs> glad you said i had to hold back <laughs> to, to be fair to our listeners whatever dress that you wear does not should not mean anything yeah yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair to the guy listeners <laughs> thank you <laughs> um <laughs> um so, you know, if I'm going to be a complete jerk and lead him on and give him all these signals and then just drop him really hard, like, he, he shouldn't speak to somebody who does that to him. Um, I feel like we had two great hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell that there was something there for him that wasn't there for me. And so I let him down in the nicest way I felt possible. And... Um, and he was okay with it, so I'm hoping that, um, you know, well, when I friend-zoned him, I was hoping that he would take that as, I did that in a nice way, and we could continue a friendship. So, um, I would understand if I had been mean in some way, that he would just cut me off completely, but I felt like I was being nice, and it sounds like he felt like I was being nice. Well, I, I will say all that is true, but I think all of this comes down to the ego, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it's just a human response, reaction to be like, what did I do wrong? Where did I fall short? Why am I lacking? That's myself saying like, I want to feel bad for myself because whatever I did, I'm just really unaware of it and it's 
so bad that it was not enough for me to get a third date when I thought I clearly should have had one. (laughs) (laughs) There's obviously some hope here, I think, from your side. Are you going back into that time? I just think that I mean right now you keep bringing up things like well there should have been a third date or there should have been this and well which doesn't seem to me like a full move on uh, I'm trying to tell you how I thought at the time because that's sort of what's at play here is like here's the thing what I thought at the time is essential to where we are now because if I had had all these thoughts of like uh, you know you know self-loathing and whatever I wouldn't have given, I wouldn't have gone out with her that Sunday and we wouldn't have had a friendship. So like, it was about my mindset then. My mindset was, okay, I got to figure this shit out. I want to still have friend, be friends with her. And I didn't know anything I know now, you know? I had to go on with what I knew then. And like, I made decisions based on what I knew then. Okay. All right. Um, so Alon, do you feel that any of your friendships that you have with men may be based on the hope that it may turn to something romantic? That'd be stupid of them. (laughs) I mean, honestly, you know, being a friendship with somebody because you like them, but to have some sort of expectation on them is, that's just not a good idea. Do you think that, and this is for both of you, do you think that men and women can be friends where it, it can be, like, how, in what world can men and women be friends and you're not worried about the other person having feelings that makes the other one uncomfortable. Uh, I, I don't think that that can happen. Meaning um, somebody will probably at some point look at the other person, you know, um, and then f- like have a moment of like, wow, you know, he or she looks really good. Um, I wonder, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, so I think that's always going to happen. So you think it's inevitable that yeah. that happens? And then um, what's the best way to move forward from there? Well, I mean, we're civilized humans, so... To control your impulses, maybe? Yeah. Sure, I can look at Alon, like, maybe, in a, you know, on any given day we're hanging out, I'm not sexualizing her, I'm not thinking that way. We joke about it because we're like, that's our humor. But there are times I'm like, damn, she does look good. It'd be nice to hit that, for sure. <laughs> but but I, that thought goes just that far for me. Like, I'm like... That's pretty far. <laughs> I also am a guy who hasn't had sex in a long time and I'm around a girl. You have so much you have to cut out. Jesus no, this is true though. I mean, truthfully, Alon's attractive. You can't say she's attractive and I'm a guy and you know, I have needs and desires and so Alon is my friend, but I'm not like some robot who like just goes, well, she's my friend. Like I just tune everything out. Like she's attractive. So there are times where like I catch myself like looking at her maybe with a lustful eye, but I do really mean it when I say it stops at that. I'm never, I'm not making a pass at her. She can tell you this or not, but I don't do things like to invade her personal space or like touch her in a weird way or like say things that are suggestive in like a way. We joke on the same level I feel. But when I get to that point of the sexual part, I just write it off because I'm like, that's not, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not what we want. It's just the need that human has and you sort of just like any need, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just like being around any other person. Like I see lots of girls that I'm like, oh, I would love for that, but I don't act on it. I don't say anything about it. You know, it just so happens Alon and I have a cool rapport. I can joke about it. So, <clears throat> so Alon, you had mentioned earlier that when you first started hanging out with Derek, you did find him to be attractive mm-hmm. and, and you were interested. Mm-hmm. And so my question to you is, 
he is giving you compliments based on your you know appearance do you ever reciprocate or feel the need to reciprocate or has your changing of point of view about him changed that as well um i will say i don't ever reciprocate with comments like that to him because i think men are so different from women Mm -hmm. and i think a guy would take it as an opportunity i can't speak for derek i'm just saying in general i wouldn't do that because i feel like men if they give them a little sliver of hope, <laughs> they might actually try and pursue it. Well, she, she, she does. You do though. You have said things here and there. What have I said? When? You've commented on like, like, like saying like, oh, you have a good body or something like that. You've said that before. Yeah, but not. Um, not I, like in a. You I, just say it in a matter of fact way. Yeah. I don't feel that I do it the way you do it. I feel like. Oh yeah, I'm a dirty son of a bitch. No, I feel like you're flirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I feel like I'm not flirty back. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, you ask compliments. Like you said, compliments. She's complimenting. Mm-hmm. You can or expand she, upon the question. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's complimenting me, but flirty. You're right. I don't think you've ever done anything in a flirty way that made me go like, hmm, maybe today is the day. But then, see, that's exactly why I wouldn't. Yeah, do but you it. know what's right. funny? Here's the funny thing. This I know my, our listeners will not believe this, and I, I, I truly think I do believe this. It's hard to put me in a situation, but if you ever did make a move on me. I probably would reject you. And oh, yeah? I, I really I, would. I, let's, let's take a show of hands <laughs> who thinks that uh, Derek would, would reject a lot. There's two reasons. you got to know. Okay, well, you want to know the two reasons? Neither one of us raised our hand. You want to know the, hear my two reasons why? Derek didn't even raise his <laughs> hand. <laughs> you guys want to hear my side or let's not? Hear, let's hear your side, Derek. Okay, here you comes can, the victim. You can believe it or not. One, I, ha- I, do, have, I do have a big ego in one sense. That if someone rejects me, I remember that, and I would I would hold that against them in that way, I guess. So like, yeah, if you ever made a pass at me, I would be like, nah, you missed your shot. That's how I would. That's my mindset. Like I have that in me. I have a re, I have I'm a Scorpio. I have a vindictive side to me. So that's one. But if I was like, fuck, and you were wearing the dress and you made that move, that would be harder. But two, <laughs> two. The other reason why I would do it is because. I truly believe there would be nothing really good to come out of it. Yeah. So like you can laugh or whatever. I'm sure I had to have a week. It wouldn't be like the easiest thing in the world, but I would definitely, it wouldn't be like a cold, hard rejection. Like I'm a dick, but I would definitely not accept a pass. I don't think she would do it, but I'm saying, I'm not saying that's not possible, but if it got to the point where like, let's go back to your bedroom, I, I, I think I, I believe I have the wherewithal to be able to say like, nah, I, I don't think that's a good decision. But you're, you're talking about an intellectual situation. It's, like, I, I can talk very personally that like there are there are exes that I'm really good friends with that if if things got physical, I don't know if I could have yeah, but that's, that restraint. I but agree. that's But that's also you and you're talking like you also don't have the same. You know me pretty well enough to know like I do like proving a point. I do like when I'm when I do have that sense of like my value. I'm very assertive with that. So Alon, when Friendzone Protocol One has been enacted, <laughs> and that person still has the hope that there may be something there, does that um, does that make you go away from just looking at them as a friend and more like feeling sorry for them? Oh yeah, and that's a lopsided friendship at that point. Yeah, it's um, not really a friendship even. And I don't pity people, so. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll move on. All right. So in the world of the Me Too movement, how do we deal with friend zoning in a way 
that allows for both parties to have, you know, good communication without making it really weird about everything. There's no solution here. You know, so everybody um, is going to approach it differently. Everybody's going to perceive things differently. There's there's no one way. There's no simple answer. And it's going to continue on as it has always continued for eons where men put themselves out there and women are either freaked out, grossed out, receptive, ambivalent... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And it generally always goes that way. And then, there, of course, women can put themselves out there and, and make an attempt as well. But it, like you said, it generally is always men putting themselves out there forward and going for it when they feel like there's an opportunity, when there's a chance. And we're biologically wired to be like this. So, um, so no, I don't, I don't think there's any answer solution or anything. Um, um, yeah. The mystery has to be there. If you start breaking it down to like, so here's my intentions, what are yours? And you start making it too methodical, it takes away that air of like the mystery. And the mystery mm-hmm. is so essential to me to to the attraction, to the allure. Like that is only there in the beginning. That goes away fairly quickly after you get to know someone. And then it's like comfort. But the original initial attraction is not knowing someone and trying to figure it out and Sure, we, no one likes to play games, but I sort of think that romance is based upon not being, not playing all your cards at once. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, there's going to be a breakdown in what we call communication. And it's inevitable. It's an inevitable byproduct of trying to attract somebody. And one thing I've seen that's happened to me when I've tried to be uh, very open and honest. Um, so I had gotten out of a relationship and really had my heart just completely obliterated and crushed. <laughs> and um, the first guy to express any sort of interest in me had texted me to say, you know, this is months after this had relationship had ended. And so this guy had, you know, expressed an interest, texts me and says, you know, like, let's hang out, let's go out, let's grab a drink or something. And I remember this because I texted him back saying, you know, happy to go, um, but as long as this isn't a date. And... It probably was a date, but the second I said that, he of course comes back immediately with like, uh, no, it's not a date, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, okay, well, there's no way to win. Um, so you can be honest and you're just going to get some pushback that's, you know, some BS pushback. Um, or you can play it coy and then there's a miscommunication and who doesn't, nobody knows really what's going on. And then suddenly you find out like, Oh, I had feelings. You didn't have feelings. There's no way to get it right. You're talking that, that there is certain wisdom that goes into striking that balance between the mystery and the, the clear communication. Yeah. It's about to me, like with the Elon situation, it's about, that's what we call you now, the Elon situation. (laughs) It's about cutting your losses. Okay. So (laughs) you can double down and, and try to send the next, text and you know like she can tell you what she feels and you're gonna and kind of tell turn you down and you're gonna think she just doesn't know blah 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 well it's about having that wherewithal to say okay that's how she feels desire is a funky thing it's a weird thing maybe something you can't even articulate maybe ever and if someone expresses that they have desire or the lack thereof that's that you can't really change that you know and so cutting your losses for me with the lawn was i surely don't understand this i don't necessarily agree with it at the time But there's nothing I'm going to be able to do at this point except maybe have a friendship with this person. So therefore, I 
I've been through this enough to be able to say like, well, I can't sit here and beat myself up and feel bad and hope I'm going to get answers from her. I'm probably not. But if I do pity myself, she's going to give me less. She's going to give me less if I come at her and need more from her. So therefore, I'm going to show her I'm a good friend and hopefully we can build upon that. And I think it worked out. And this is a good testament to that for me. Future situations like this, for sure. But every situation is different, I feel. Are you saying that, in a sense, there is a bit of a reality check that goes in, that when someone creates this boundary, you have to sort of ask yourself internally, do I want to accept that that situation, or do I want to cut my losses and not be with this person at all? Is that what you're talking about? Well, I guess I said cutting my losses was acceptance, was like, I could go further down this, this defeat by probing it more, or I can just say, let's just take it for what it is and accept what I have. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I could have asked her more questions. I could have gone deeper into my own like insecurities to fig- try to figure this thing out. Or I could just say, that doesn't matter because she's already made her decision. So like, there's nothing more I'm going to be able to do. Except I tried to ask her to get more clarification. She gave me the best she could. And, and then from there, it was like my decision, basically. My decision to say, like, this is acceptable. And we can be friends or this is unacceptable and I'm uncomfortable with not knowing why you feel this way and like not knowing why I made you feel this way. By entering into the friend zone with Alon, you are essentially saying that Alon is worth it. That she's worth the frustration of never knowing that sexual tension. That that she is worth it. That if she was someone else that you weren't as connected to as a friendship where you only saw her as as a sexual being that you may have been willing to actually just cut ties and say, listen, this doesn't work. Correct. Alon was worth it to me, yes, as a friend. So one of my uh, ideas with with, um, friends and, and dating is I always do this sort of check. And that is, you are okay being friends if you can openly talk about, you know, other relationships and, you know, potentially sexual exploits Mm -hmm. and not feel that pit in your stomach, mm-hmm. you know, that like, like your heart sinking. And I know that for me, I've had exes where I had trouble breathing after the relationship ended. Mm. And, you know, it was one of those things where if they were to bring up someone that they were dating, which, you know, you'd see them on Facebook, mm-hmm. where they've got their new relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first thing, at least that I'm thinking of is, well, when did that start? Yeah, yeah. Did that start when we were still We've together? All been there for yeah. sure. And you know, I know in those moments that if if she in particular had messaged me and saying, "Hey, let's hang out," I wouldn't have been good for that. Yeah. That I may have said yes to it just because there's that hope, but that would have been a terrible friendship because I would have been putting myself in a in a horrible situation. Oh yeah, I've I've dated girls that that said, "Hey, let's we can't we're not I'm not feeling this as a romance thing." Let's be friends. And I'm like, sure. And then they proceed to date some other guy or go back to their ex or whatever. And I feel exactly how you feel. I'm devastated. I try to play it off. I try to pretend I'm cool, but I'm dying inside. And then inevitably, that's, you know, destructs. It, it, it goes the way you expect it. And, you know, we all, we all do that. You know, we all, like, want to hang on to something thinking, like, oh, we could manage that. But you're right. Like, if you feel that feeling you get, that pit of your stomach, maybe it's time to say like, hey, this is just, this has run its course. Obviously it's important to create boundaries in these kinds of situations. So is, do you think that one person is more responsible for creating those boundaries or do you think it's more even? Mm, 
I think it's both ways. Has to be. Yeah. yeah because I would say my back, like, let's say, for example, I was like, Alon, I want to be friends. However, like, I still do kind of like you and I think this friend should be great, but I don't want to know anything about your dating, whatever. And if you're just constantly like getting your kicks out of riling me up by going, yeah, I got this guy. He texted me the other day and you, I clearly told you that didn't make me feel good and I'm cool with you doing it. I just don't want to know about it. And you kept testing that maybe because your ego, whatever, you're crossing my boundary at that point. I'm crossing your boundary if I keep trying to... Um, you know, make a pass at you or like say comments to see suggestive comments to see if you're still like receptive to that. And you're like, Derek, I already told you we're friends. So I do think it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. And I think it is about mutual respect, like any friendship or any relationship. So question Mm -hmm. for you, Alon, Mm -hmm. and that is, do you ever friend zone someone as a, as a placeholder for a potential relationship? Like for example, friend zone three guys, and then maybe, you know, you, you saving them for later. Like maybe one of them could potentially be a match and you want to sort of put them all in a, in a little corner. I put them and, in a pod and, and a preserve pod them. And preserve them until yeah. you're ready. I have okay. to say that sounds like such a guy question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a guy, so I like it. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> um, I will say that... Uh, I don't like how like dating has to have some sort of quick sort of conclusion, right? Like you're going to kiss on the first or second date. You're going to have sex by this date. You know, like I hate that stuff. It's all pressure and I don't like pressure. So um, I think, well, I know there are definitely times where I'll slow things down and be like, look, I can't, you know, this can't be a date. Like, let's just let's just get to know each other you know that type of stuff which i'm probably gonna pull with this guy on thursday <laughs> he'll be receiving a what, text poor message guy has no idea what's coming from <laughs> what date is it for this guy i've I, oh. day one so you're gonna you're gonna slow things down without even starting things yeah absolutely a, yeah how did you guys meet again uh volleyball, oh, volleyball. that's how i meet everybody because i'm wow. new in town it's the only wow. way i meet people you're not on the apps um i for an hour and a half was on tinder and I couldn't hack it. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't do it. I, I was for on I was on Tinder for an hour and a half today. I, I, it was awful. It, I, I, I got it. I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a point when it says no more matches today. Yeah, mm. I just you've I been hated there. It. You've you've gotten the end of the rainbow. Oh yeah, I've I've gone through the whole L.A. County on, on yeah. Tinder. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't do the Tinder anymore. I've realized that I could swipe for the rest of my life and not swipe through everyone in L.A. Yeah, that it that's just, the scary part. And, wait, the, and not swipe through everyone in LA. Yeah, there's so many people on. on and these it was apps. just it felt horrible to do that to somebody. And then I know it's being done to me too, sure. you know. And so it's, I just hated it. So anyway, so I took myself off of it. But yeah, so this uh, so this guy on Thursday, he's gonna get a text message soon. That's basically. So you're gonna it. cancel before the date? No, 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 not cancel. Like he is going to send me, you know, like we're set for Thursday. He's gonna send me like time and place, right? And mm-hmm. at that point, I'll send him something saying, you know, like, look, <laughs> I just, you know, like let's take the pressure off. Like let's not have this be a date. I'd like to really just get to know you. I'm new in town, you know. And that's honest. I, right. I, I don't want the pressure of it. I hate that. Um, Can I ask so. a question? Uh huh. Is he going to get chocolate chip cookies with walnuts? If I've made some, but I won't have made any by then. Okay. (laughs) Now that you've discussed this, would you make some? Well, if I make cookies, I'm making them for me. And the byproduct is there's extras for other people. I see. I see. (laughs) 
So, Alan and Derek, do either of you guys ever self-sabotage through friend zone? And and to be more specific, do you friend zone because you're afraid of of a relationship? Oh, in that respect, no. So then what, because you were shaking your head that you definitely do. Yeah, because so I've probably um, friend zoned and then regret, I mean, I have. I friend zone and then regret it. And then you feel like you're scrambling to get back to something that I screwed up. So right. yeah, that's happened. And then Derek, you were shaking your oh, head, but I, I don't think that was true. No, I just shake all over the place. <laughs> it's so, a palsy. Um, so when I, what I mean about self-sabotage on your end mm-hmm. Do you allow to stay in a friend zone as a means to not solve the greater issues in your life that will get you the relationship that you deserve? I'll explain it with like a, a, a small story. Okay. So um, I was dating someone and uh, it didn't work out. And I had extended the idea that we could be friends. And she responded with, I would be open to being friends. But my priority right now is dating. And that's what I really want. And that made a lot of sense to me because mm-hmm. she was not going to just lose the time that she had, you know, dealing with the friend zone stuff. And mm-hmm. so my question to you is, do you, like, you know, spending time in a friend zone situation is, is time. Is time away from you dating? Is time away from you working on the things that you need to work on? And so do you ever allow this to happen as a means to not deal with the things that you should be doing or want to be doing? I mean, maybe on a subconscious level, there's some of that going on. I don't know. Maybe Alon has a better perspective on me doing that. I don't know. But I also think it's very friend specific. Like in Alon's case, like Alon's a very important friend in my life right now for a lot of reasons. One, because we're sort of in the same boat. You know, we can talk about our dating situation and we're, we're going through a lot of similar things and, and it's someone to like connect with and like, uh, who understands what I'm experiencing and to give me good feedback. But I have, I have been in a friend zone situation where I only got, let me, let me rephrase this. I'm going to say this. Every girl that I've ever been friends with and gotten to know, I realized I probably would not be good in a relationship with her. I don't think I can think back and think of someone that was like a really big missed opportunity where I'm like, wow, that girl was like the one. I would have really, really clicked with her. That's the real weird kicker to all this is that once you're friends with someone, you know all their shit. And most people are just hard to deal with. And maybe I'm hard to deal with, but I haven't really ever been in a friend situation where the more I got to know them, the more I was like, oh my God, I really fucked that one up. I should have been with this girl. The more I I sort of realized, okay, this was the way it should have probably ended up anyway. Sure, there's always a sexual element to that. There's a lot of girls I'm like, I really wish I could have made that happen in bed. But generally, I don't ever get to a point where I'm like, I I, I should be in a relationship with this person. So... Guys, I'd love to get some closing thoughts from you all. So what, Alon, is your takeaway from this experience today? (laughs) Great take, (laughs) Derek. (laughs) No, seriously, do you have something to elaborate on? Um... It's fascinating to get the other perspective of, you know, we clearly were on the same hangout. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it was interpreted differently, you know? So it's interesting to see where those differences lie. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting to hear that Derek came to the same conclusion that I did, that a relationship would have never actually worked between us. Um, and I, I really hope that people agree with me that the whole like pressure of dating if we could just take that off for a second and just get to know each other you because like we said when once I had friend zoned him you know pressure was off of Derek he could open up and be more (laughs) himself like that was awesome and we had a lot of fun um and then for me not liking the whole like you know you should kiss by this point. You should have sex. But I hate that crap. I'd rather just get to know this individual. Or you can just have sex right away. <laughs> I mean, that's another way to look at it. <laughs> and and more power to those who are comfortable with that. But I just, for me, I hate that. I, I don't like feeling pressured. So, um, so, yeah, I would hope that the friend zone continues to increase its boundaries. <laughs> it sounds it sounds to me like what you think it should be is you sort of start in the friend zone and the question is whether or not you leave the friend zone. I would love for it to start like that. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Derek? Sometimes that does happen. Sometimes yeah. you are friends with someone and all of a sudden like it just turns a corner. Yeah. Um, but then do- you end up regretting it. You know, like I screwed up that really good friendship I had, right? So like I, you can't win. I don't know. I mean... It regrets a weird thing, you know. I've had a lot of failed relationships, and I don't ever really go back and go, "Oh, I, that was a regret." I just think that was that satisfied a phase of my life, and I, I got something out of that, and then it just ran its course. That's how I see things. But how do I feel with the friend zone? I think I came into this interview thinking I was probably wor- I was worried about me coming off as too bitter about not you per se, but like dating in general, because I think dating is a shit show and I feel like I usually get the shitty end of the stick. But then I hear myself saying like, well, I haven't really ever met anyone that I think is that great that I really want to date anyway. So I don't know. It's like, sure, I've, I've really wanted to date more, but I also don't really think I've missed out on any grand opportunities either. I think what it comes down to, to me, honestly, is that men and women have definitely different drives and expectations for what they want out of companionship. Guys are often conflicted by, yes, I want a relationship. I want something meaningful. But I also have this very innate desire, this primal need for just sex and connection. Um, And sometimes you're in a battle with that. You see a girl you're attracted to and you just, you you want to have sex with her. And you know that you can't really go both ways at once. You know, you, you want a relationship. But if you come off as too hot and heavy, like trying to get the sex probably going to sacrifice relationship or vice versa right if you you know so i think it's hard for guys me especially because i never know what a woman actually wants and i don't know how assertive i should be or how open i should be with you i thought being open to you would be my end to a romance because you seem like an open person the more i share with you the more comfortable we get the more you're gonna be like oh this guy is is, is easy to talk to and, he, and he's not afraid to like be vulnerable. However, it backfired in this case because you're like, okay, this is the guy who's got a lot of things he needs to figure out. I don't want that. <laughs> but it ended up being okay in the, in the end anyway. So I think it's really hard because I don't ever know how to proceed with trying to get with what I want because I, I never know how a woman is thinking. And in your case, I, I gauged it wrong, clearly. But I didn't really get the wrong thing out of it. So in the end, my point is, 
I will probably be single for a while, and I will probably play the pity violin once again, <laughs> and I will play us out. And I will smash the violin every time I hear it playing. So I, I had a few thoughts while you guys were talking about this and throughout um, the whole uh, experience today. So th- my first thought is that I, I don't think, at least I'm not seeing the evidence of it here, that you can really screw up something that wasn't going to work. That you guys had a lot of bumps of will they, won't they, but you ultimately both came to the exact same conclusion that even if you know the Uber had taken 10 minutes, even if you, know, you had lingered a little bit longer, even if you guys had even hooked up, you still would have been where you are right now. I mean, maybe we wouldn't be doing this podcast because it wouldn't have been much of a story to tell, but I feel like it still would have had the same end result. So I think that there's not much point in really beating yourselves up about those details because, you know, it's like that, that quote that uh, Derek shared with me, which was, you know, this idea that, you know, if, if things are meant to happen, it'll be very clear. And if they're not, you're going to be confused. Yeah. So and continuing with that. So I also think that men and women aren't as different as we all like to think that, yes, there are certain differences that we have. But I think ultimately, we all feel emotions, we all have the same, you know, uh, we we feel pain in in many of the same ways. You know, um, I mean, obviously, I can only speak to to being a man specifically. But it it sounds like the ideas of creating boundaries, it's, it's, it's on both people. And, and, you know, when you talk about hurting one person, hurting the other person, like both men and women have these same feelings and emotions. And we just, we just, you know, internalize them or express them in different ways. And that's partially due to the way society um, trains us to, to behave. So I think that, I think we do a disservice when we say things like, oh, well, men are like this or women are like that. Because I think ultimately people are people. And if we start looking at relationships as people and not as men have these roles and women have these roles, I think we're going to come to a better understanding as to where we really fit in because people have different skills. Some men are stronger than some women and some women are stronger than some men. And so I think that we should be looking more on people's attributes, their abilities, whether they are emotionally strong or physically strong or whatever their attributes are to really show what their sort of roles should be as opposed to just male and female. Um, and then my, my last sort of point that I was thinking about is that breakups seem to not happen for the reasons we always think that they do. So when, you know, w- you know we were talking about this outside of the podcast earlier, where the idea is that you know, we internalize so many different reasons as to why a person would say no to us. Like Derek thought like, oh, is it, is it my not, we don't have enough hair to, <laughs> to get the girl. And you said that you don't care about the hair, but Derek no. didn't know that. So Derek is just internalizing this fear of being bald as a reason why <laughs> it's not working. I don't have a fear of being bald. I just wanted to know if that was the reason or not. <laughs> I'm a very happy bald man. The, the point I'm is... Like the Captain Picard of bald, <laughs> of bald men. The point is, is, is a lot of the reasons that we think are why we're losing out are not the actual reasons that are happening. And sometimes it has nothing to do with us as people at all. And so all you can really do is just improve your life wherever you can 
and hope to find a person that sees that and understands that you're going through that journey. Because ultimately for Alon, what you really wanted that you didn't get from Derek was that introspection, was him to work on the things that were in, deep down inside and to not worry about the little details that he was actually worrying about. I agree. And I would like to close out by inviting um, both Alon and Derek to talk about the projects that they're working on or things that they would like to plug or discuss. So we can start with uh, we can start with Alon. Is there anything that you would want to tell our audience? Uh, so the business idea that I'm working on actually does revolve around dating, and it would hopefully eventually become a YouTube idea, a, a YouTube channel. But it's not a fully fleshed out idea yet. So more to come. Great. Is there a way that people can connect with you to hear more about this idea? or to further conversations? Uh, through Rob's podcast known as Dating, What Went Wrong, you can reach me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so currently, no, there is no way just yet. So yeah, um, follow the podcast to hear more from Alon. <laughs> I will um, be posting a link of the website once I create one. <laughs> All right, Derek, what would you like to talk about? Uh, I don't really have any projects that I'm working on, which is kind of why we're in this podcast because yes. I'm not working on anything and I'm fucking okay with that for now. I'm working on just being happy on a day-to-day basis, which is a project in of itself and enjoying little moments and not, not beating myself up over small failures in dating and this and that. That's a big step for me. The other stuff will come when I'm ready to start writing and working, but when I do... I will let Rob know, and I will let Alon know, and uh, you will be uh, you will be privy to that. So, if people want to connect with you outside of this podcast, how can they find you? I'm not on Tinder, so um, <laughs> they can't connect you on. I'm Tinder. at the beach. Look for me at the beach. Volleyball. Look for me playing volleyball at the beach. Do you have any social media that you would like to share with our listeners? Sure. If you really, really enjoyed my performance today, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook under at Derek Laduff at Facebook.com. That's great. Well, um, thank you guys very much for taking this time to, to chat with me and, and discuss the nature of friend zone and what we can do with it. Um, Thank you all for listening to this podcast, and I hope it enlightens you and makes you all feel wonderful. Thanks, Thanks Mom and Dad and Kim for listening. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Okay, so this would usually be the part where I play music and end the episode, but I have an update. In the weeks that followed this original recording, there have been several developments. So Derek continued to spend a lot of his time with Alon, So much so, I was actually really concerned. It seemed obvious to me that he was hoping for things to work out romantically, and it just was never going to happen. Until a week later, they went camping together, and Alon revealed that what she said on the podcast was a lie, and that she really did want to date Derek. And so they did. Alon later apologized to me, saying, sorry, she ruined the podcast, But the thing that bothered me, I mean, obviously, yes, it does kind of ruin the podcast. But the the bigger thing, more important thing, is that this reveal, it messed with my own personal key learning. When someone rejects you romantically, you're supposed to move on. Sticking around, hoping things will change, it only leads to getting hurt. At least that's how I've always believed it to be. 
This, it was all a lie? Does that mean this situation was an outlier? Or have I missed out on great opportunities because I wasn't persistent enough? And how persistent is okay? I mean, persistence may be cute to some, but it can also be a one-way ticket to creepy town. You know what I'm saying? So I was a bit confused, but then things changed again. Their relationship was intense, and then it just exploded. They broke up, they stopped being friends, and at the time of this recording, they aren't even talking to each other. In fact, it mostly played out how Alon said it would on the podcast. So there's the question. Alon said she lied about her feelings on the podcast, but things turned out how she said they would on the podcast. So what is the truth here? I honestly don't know. But here's what I do know. I need to do more research. I need to talk with more guests. Ask more questions. That sounds interesting to you? Join me as we continue this journey into dating. What went wrong? Till next time, I'm Rob Scow. Good night.